amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And now for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. What's up, guys? Blazing Defender Report. I have a very, very special guest straight from the synagogue. This is no lie. Big Sam's in the house. Say hello, Sam. What's up to all my Jewish friends out there, (laughs) all my non-Jewish friends. Happy New Year to you. It's Rosh Hashanah. I'm not supposed to be working, so I figured I'd do a a, a Blazing Defender report. Oh, Rosh Hashanah. And technically, you don't get paid. Right. So it's not really like work. Right, exactly. That's that's kind of my point. (laughs) I, I I do want everyone to know that I snuck in three ostrich sticks in my pocket today um, to synagogue because we we're there for like four hours, you know, and you got to eat. So I, I went, um, I, I lied to my grandmother and told her I had to go to the bathroom. That's, that's and I, I went and sat on the toilet and ate three ostrich sticks. It's 42 grams of protein. Why did you have to lie to your grandmother about it? Because I think I told, if I told her I snuck food into the synagogue, like that's not cool. Oh, uh, so it ain't like you can't eat. No, next week we're not supposed to be able to eat. We're supposed to fast, which won't happen. But, but yeah, but yeah, I did. Uh, I was about to say you can't be talking about bulking cheeks and then right. and then no. fasting yeah, the next week. Yeah, that just no, makes no I'm, sense. I'm, I'm not fasting. Yes, yeah, no, let's not. So I did. I, I, I snuck ostrich into the synagogue today. Wow, that's uh, cool. I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It's like the time I snuck fish into the movie theater. That was fucked up. Oh, Everyone that was pissed. Yeah, I'd have been pissed too. Yeah. I'd been like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, oh, were, he's got bulking face. He's yeah, gotta eat. Like, this, this guy. <laughs> it was especially great when I pulled out the fork and knife out of my other pocket and started. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Gross. All right, I, we're not here to talk about uh, Jewish holidays. What is it again? Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. That's, Jewish New Year. It's oh well, Happy New Year. Thank you. Yeah, Thank ha- you. Ha- Happy Rosh Hashanah to all our Today Jewish fans. Today starts anew. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. cool. I did not know that. Right. See, we educate you here on this show. We are diverse. We are very diverse, and not only we're going to teach you about that kind of stuff, we're going to tell you what was really cool on the comic shows yes, the last we couple are. weeks. Um, but from before a, we get into that, from a Jewish perspective, from a well, from half of a Jewish perspective, is this going to be the pagan, time? Pagan you, perspective, Jewish perspective. Is this going to be the time when you reveal to me that I actually wasn't your first choice as like roving field reporter, but you need to fit a certain demographic or percentage or something? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't we don't do that on this show. Okay, Bla- Bla- BDR Studios is not. We give the job to the best guy. Just go for the best candidate. Just the best candidate. Now, right. you did happen to check off a, a box right. in that diversity column, right? which always helps. That's cool. But, uh, well, who do you think my first choice was? I don't, I don't Little know. Little Sam? No. <laughs> Good luck finding no. that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but first, before we get into all the comic books, we have a pretty cool story about yeah. a guy that we met uh, this not last weekend, the weekend before last, right? 
last yeah, weekend? Yeah, no, weekend before last. Weekend before last. Like ten days ago. Cincinnati Comic Expo. Right yeah. there, what it was? Yep. The Comic Expo we went to. Uh, very, very cool. Oh, my gosh. Huge. Huge. It was so much bigger than last year. Man, last year was big. Like, I was like, this is a big con. Yes. And this was at least had to be double. Had to have been. At least. And we went on Saturday, which is the biggest day. You yeah. went on Friday also, right? No, no. We we drove by it on Friday on okay. our way to uh, uh, Jeff Ruby's. Okay. Ate well. But, uh, and there was, I mean, tons of people out in front of the, the uh, Expo Center and everything. So on I'm Friday? Sure it was packed. Yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet it was. But, yeah, Saturday was, it was incredible. Incredible. Uh, tons of cosplayers. Oh, yeah. A lot tons of Tons of comic books. Everyone was Deadpool. Everybody, sure. everybody was Joker. Yeah, everyone was Joker, too. Joker and Deadpool. Yeah, I thought I'd see a lot more Harleys. Me, too. And, and a lot more women that shouldn't be Harley. I thought yeah. I'd see. And there were definitely some of them, too. Yeah. I think every con's going to have some of them. There was that one chick I got a picture with that was a weird something or other I didn't know that had pink hair, but she was really fat. So I was like, man, I'm about to get a picture with this. Yes. It was yes. interesting. And me and your brother, like, we had to run off almost. Yeah. You Well, he took the picture. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you ain't getting me like that no more. Fat, fat Mirror and Black Aquaman. Aquaman <laughs> that was the greatest. Was the last one. That was the great. And I, the furry, the cat guy. That one was <laughs> That one was fun. I'd do that one again. But the fat other Mirror one. Fat Mirror wasn't fun? No, she, no. Because I was, la- like, I just, literally <laughs> laughing at her. I just don't know how you can be married. You can't swim. You know? Because <laughs> you float. <laughs> <laughs> like that. She thought the dude, the Aquaman didn't have to swim. He could just hold on to her. He's yeah. not going to drown. No, yeah, he's good. Dude. Could you imagine, like, if someone attacked Atlantis and Fat Mara was there? They, she'd never catch him. I'd just leave. She's just like, shit. Like, if this is the queen of Atlantis, I'm yeah. just leaving because this place ain't worth having. Yeah, she was kind of like the queen of Golden Corral. Like, it was kind of <laughs> the same. She's banned yeah. from Golden Corral. <laughs> but while we were there, there was a lot of artists and stuff. Yeah. Uh, some very, very cool ones. So some, many talented people. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, yeah, guys, you don't even know. Oh, uh, I'm going to show you a print of a, of, from a guy that we bought, and we still didn't catch his name. It was Buzz something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Buzz. It's a very, very cool print. I had to have it. I'll show you what it is. But first, I want to tell you about uh, one of the... He's probably the hottest young artist to come along in, what, the last 20 years? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He definitely... He's hot. He's hot right now. For you sure. you had a great comparison of what his art style is like. Yeah, he's kind of a Jim Lee, Ivan Rice-ish. He's kind of, he's kind of in that... You know that mold. You and, put and those a, two names together, yeah, and a, you've got a, com- a hot artist. Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. That is a, a big that, compliment. Yes. Oh yes, it's huge compliment. But this is the print that I bought. His name's Jason Fabach. Yeah, he's he uh, just finished up a run on Justice League. Yeah, New Fifty Two. And that's the print that I got. Big. Dark I'm a big Knight Dark Knight Returns fan. Obviously, that's that's Batman on the horse. If you can read that, I'm trying to get it there in there. It is. There it is. To the man who knew too much, the Blazing Defender. Jason Fabach. Not the first time someone's ever said that about uh, you. Actually, it was the very first time. No, he wouldn't have said it then if I hadn't have made him. But there's a reason. Uh, as we were talking to Jason, we're asking him what he's up, up on next. Um, and he said he was going to finish out his run on Detective. Is that right? Uh, no. The Justice League. Well, right now he's not on anything. He's got the Justice League Suicide Squad. Crossover. Justice League vs. Suicide Squad event coming right. in December. That's, It'll start. Okay. 
And then he said, I'm going dark for a year. He didn't say it like a douchebag. I don't want to think people think he's like, well, I'm going dark for the next year. No, so, he really didn't he, know how to say it. Yeah, he was He was trying to... He was trying to find words. Yeah, he was trying... He was cool, man. He was trying Very to cool. tell us... So cool. ...without telling us, yeah. you know? Like, like he was like, man, guys, you are awesome. You know, I, I love the Blazing Defender, Meatheads on movies, you know? He's like, but I, I can't, I can't tell you this, man. I have to sign too many confidentialities. He did a non-disclosure yeah, he, agreement. He did, yeah. He was, he was. Really and I serious said, about that. hey, man, it's cool. So you're doing the Watchmen crossover when they break into the DC universe. Yeah. And he didn't know what to say, oh, did man, he? He looked down <laughs> and scratched his head. He went, and, um, well, no. I mean, you couldn't be any more busted yeah. than he was. I turned you and said, I think you got him. Travis. I think I got him. And I do think you, I, you got him. I think I got him on that. We'll see. We'll see if if, if, if Fox on it when yeah. when the when the, the Watchmen come to the DC Universe. Because yeah, we know they're coming. He won't be now. He won't be now because I just blew it. Now it's Jason Lice. didn't do it. Yeah, uh, well, no, yeah, he, he, we, we, we still don't lose. Yeah, if, if anyone from DC is watching this, which would be awesome. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Give me the credit of blowing it, yeah. just so I can get the hate mail. Yeah, and, I would take seriously. That. Jason Fabok did not tell us anything. Did not. He did know. Not. He we tried are his, totally inferring all this. Yeah, he tried his very best to to not give away but, anything. But Mike, is it uh, Steve Dicko? That's no, that's the Spider Man artist. Who's the guy that runs DC? Oh, Dan Didio. Dan Didio. If Dan Didio, if y'all have a poker game. Uh, oh, yeah. A weekly poker game where Faye box in. I went in because yeah. you can take that guy's money. It's no poker yeah, face no poker at face. all. Uh, but yeah, he he kind of stumbled around. I think we might have got him on that. But so when I went back to him and bought the print, I said to the man who knew too much, Blazing Defender, and he la- I mean, he was laughing the whole time. He was writing it down. He loved it. He loved it. So and and, and trust me. We loved interacting with him, talking oh, to him. He's such a good guy. Such a great guy and a. Fucking fantastic artist. And, and there was never anyone in his line. I, I was like, man, there's, there, there's, what, 10,000 plus people at this con at right least, now? At least. At least. And uh, none of you all know who Jason Fabok is? Like, you guys are idiots, it, If Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, just look at his, if you could have just walked by and looked at his prints, because we did that to a lot of guys. Yeah. And we're like, holy shit, look at that. That's amazing. When all his prints were straight out of the Justice League books. Straight out of much. Pretty much. And yeah. the variant covers that he's yeah. done. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was a variant. Yeah. But, like, like we walked by this guy. Yeah. Buzz. Look at that. Look at the detail in that. That is just epic badass his right Dark there. His Returns print was awesome. It too. was awesome. I should have gotten it as well. I don't know why I didn't. But he signed it. He's like, oh, I'll sign it for you. I'm like, oh, great guy. I don't know who you are. Yeah. But sure, please sign it. So, But I had his card. It's justbuzz.com. Yeah, check uh, him out. Check him out. He's on he's, Facebook on Buzz Artist. Is he? Yeah, Buzz Artist. I mean, it's he's got all kinds of shit like this. I mean, this was like 10 bucks. Are you kidding yeah. me? Come on. Now, now Jason's was twenty, but he is Jason yeah, Faybox. It, so. it wasn't fucking Neil Adams' prices though, forty dollars a print. Come on, we man. try to keep the show positive, oh, but yeah. we also like to keep it real. Yeah, Neil Adams is a dickhead. Yeah, he's a super douche. He's a super douchebag. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what more can you say about that guy? Nothing. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. His wife asked me to keep it moving last year, and I was like, (laughs) why would I want to be here any longer around this guy? (laughs) Right. You know, like. Well, you were going to kick his ass, it sounds like. There was was a chance. 
Like I wasn't at that point yet, but there was a there was a chance I would have had to fucking up back into like 1970. Yeah, like when he was decent. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm taking you back to the time when now, you, you were okay. Now, I have to admit, some of his stuff looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Like old that. stuff. I don't know. He's got a Walking Dead print of Rick Grimes shooting the brains out of a zombie. Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. If I hadn't known all that about Neil Adams, I would have already bought it because I love it. Every time I go buy this thing, I'm I'm like looking for it. $40 for it? I'm not paying $40 for it. He don't have to fucking sign it. Is this print just 40 bucks? Fuck that guy. Yeah, it's an additional thirty to sign it, so you need seventy dollars. Yeah, and you can't even like walk by him and take a picture. No, they want like yeah, like they want to charge you. Yeah, if if you're just walking by and you snap a fucking photo, they want to charge you. Yeah, they try to come through and like Men in Black you with the little thing. Yes, now don't remember Neil Adams. Right, the guy did an homage to himself. Yes, he did for covers, classic covers that he created for Marvel. He did an homage to himself, which he basically did the same cover yeah. that he was homaging. Is yeah. homaging a word? Yeah, well, today. It, fuck, it is on this show anyway. Right. But that's just kind of a dickhead that Neil Adams is. Yeah, so, Jason Fabok is not Neil Adams. No. So he's, he's better. Oh, yeah. As a human being. As, <laughs> as, and, and as Way an better as a human being. And as an artist. I yes. saw Neil Adams... What was that book the other day? Coming of Superman or something? There's like four or five Superman. Yeah, he did the cover for it. Yeah, fucking sucked, man. Um, the cover was awful. He hasn't done any. Well, like you said, his recent stuff. He hasn't done anything that I've I've been like, holy shit, that's Neil Adams. Yeah, some yeah. of his older stuff is very very nice. When I saw him at the at the con, I was like, holy shit, it's Neil Adams. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. We say that every time we see him. Every time. Oh, and I will. I'm not going to drop any names. But we have talked to several artists at several. the cons, and they hear us talking about Neil Adams, and they all make it a point to go, "Hey, were you guys talking about Neil Adams?" Yeah, we just won't now? say his name. No, we're not. Tell, we're not saying anything. Like we're doing this. We're right. talking like, "God, fuck that guy. He's a dick." Right. And people overhear us because we're big and loud, and they go, "Are y'all talking about Neil Adams?" And we're like, "Yeah." yeah. And they're like, "He's such an asshole." <laughs> yeah. Every time we tell a Neil Adams story, but if we leave it anonymous, someone else. Has a Neil Adams story. Yes. And none of them are good. Sure sign you're a dickhead. Right. Sure sign you're a Well, dickhead. what about when he said he basically created the characters you're seeing on Arrow right now? Like, you can't basically create something. That's a good one. You know? Like, yeah. what the fuck? You either did or you didn't. And, and you did it. Like, I feel like I'm going to go around and basically, like, now I've basically created human life. Right. Just, just, just fuck it. Right, you know? yeah. I jack like, off why? all the time, right. so therefore I'm creating something. Yeah. My, my thing is, like, you know... If you could just basically create whatever the fuck you want, even though you had no hand in creating it, like, I'm not going to stop at a couple of characters on TV and in comics. I, I fucking create everything. So, Faye basically. basically created Batman because he draws a really good Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes That's total total good logic. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm to- doing Neil I'm Adams doing logic. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. it all. I basically create everything. Hey, if like, you like Neil Adams, like Neil Adams. We're not telling you not to like him. We're just saying. Right. I think artists are great, but there's so many great artists. And but then you can be cool on top of that. Yeah, you're 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 good in my book, and I'm going to continue to buy your and, shit. And that's what I was getting ready to say, anyways, about the con. Really, was there were so many really cool, really talented artists mm. whose names you've never heard of, who right. haven't worked on any major projects that could easily step into a DC or Marvel book 
and, and, and their stuff would be fantastic. Easily. Like, there's so many incredibly talented people. Yeah, there really is. So you don't have to be a douche on top of it. You don't have to be a douche, ever have to be a fucking douche. No, I no. mean, and, and this is what gets me, and we have this discussion about Alan Moore all the time. <laughs> the, these, you know, with, with Neil Adams, with any of them, Faybach for that matter, who's just getting started, your fans make you. Yeah. DC's not going to pay you. Marvel's not going to pay you if if you're not great and popular. You got to sell the issue. You got to sell the issue. And I'm sure when you have started, he might always been a douchebag. I don't know if he was or not. But I know there's a lot of people that probably feel like Sam and I do. We still not see, see Neil Adams stuff. We might go, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm moving on. You you show me a Jason Fabok or, or uh, an Alan Bellman. Yeah, I was just going to say, Alan Bellman's 93 years old, and he's still cool. Cool as hell, and will let you know the very first thing out of his mouth is, you guys are the reason I get out of bed in the morning. He said, you guys keep me out of the rocking chair. That's exactly what he said to us. 93 years old. I mean, he's... I used to work on a sketch. Fucking gangster, that guy. Yeah. Fucking gangster. And he's seen it all. He's done it all. Works side by side with actual legends. Right. Not Neil Neil Adams of the comic world, but the Stanleys, Jack Kirby's of the world. Steve Ditko's. Steve Ditko's. I mean, the dude is a legend. Still to this day, gives all the props to the fans. Yeah. Because it went for us... No one would give a shit. Neil, Neil, I'm sorry, Alan Bellman was at a comic convention. Right. Exactly. So, uh, just for all the artists out there that are that are doing stuff, just keep it real. Be cool to your fans, and yeah. the art's always going to sell itself. It's like I tell I, I tell a good friend of ours, Chad Nuss, who's just getting into the industry. He's a fantastic artist, oh, a great storyteller. Uh, he's got his own comic book called The Silence. Silence is so good. Go to silence.thesilence.com, check it out. Um, but he's a very, very interesting individual. He's a super polite, super intelligent guy. Have people get to know you, the art's going to sell itself. But have people get to know you, and you're going to make fans. For put you life. over the top. Put you over the top. Yeah, because yeah. there's a bunch of good artists. There is. You need something to set yourself apart yeah, besides you your art. All right. Comic Con was great. If you ever get a chance, you should go. Even the local ones are great. That's where I met Chad at, at a very small comic convention called Comic Cavalcade here in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. That should met be him. Up again this yeah, year. I think so. Yeah, I don't know when the dates are. I'll ask Chad because I'm sure he's going back to it. Yeah. But Chad and I hit it off there, and we're still friends today. And when he's in San Diego Comic-Con, hopefully he'll take me with him. All right, uh, because that was the deal, Chad. Don't you forget. Okay, this show's about comic books. This is the stuff we love. Sam and I read some different things, uh, and we read some some of the same things, have some different opinions on them. So I've been wanting to have Sam on so we could discuss some of it. Uh, let's not start with that one. Let's start with another one. Okay. Uh, we're going to do the DC stuff first, and we're going to start with a, 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 a writer that I, I've loved his run on Black Panther. I know oh, Sam man, loved it yeah. too. A guy named Chris Priest, and we're talking about the rebirth Deathstroke issue. Uh, we're in issue three right now, so it's kind of it's kind of just gotten started, so it's not too late for you to, to get on, on board with Although that. Although there's four want. issues that are out. Remember, there, there's the Rebirth one, and then yeah. one, two, three. I've talked about it on this show before, uh, about how the, the Rebirths are numbered. That, yeah. where the, if they were zero... Yeah, that's what I would make it zero. It would have been so much easier. I think Batman's was zero. I want to say one of them was. I know or, the Rebirth one was zero. Uh, right, that's the one I thought maybe I was thinking 
which is like one of the greatest single issues ever written. The only 10 I've ever given on this show was the Rebirth Zero, the Wally West issue yeah, that kind of sets... Jeff Johns. Yeah, that kind of sets up this whole DC Universe Rebirth that's, that starts there, that issue... It is single-handedly one of the best single issues I've ever read. Yeah, it, uh, it really all is. the Rebirth stuff has been pretty good, yeah, I think. that's what I was going to say. Well, I think Justice League sucks. Justice League sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it, and that's I a shame because yeah. it was so good. And I've heard, although I haven't read it, I've heard Cyborg is really bad. Uh, I have not read But that. I think those are the only two that aren't good or better. Okay. I was going to say before we got started, I wanted to say that, you know, for those of you who are on the fence with DC... You know, maybe you got put off by some of the new Fifty Two stuff, or where Rebirth is firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Rebirth is everything Fifty Two should have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and now they're kind of recrafting the story to tell you why the new Fifty Two sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. If if you think about what they're doing, and, and just for full disclosure, there had there there has been an event in the DC universe. They have stolen time. Someone has stolen time. Correct me whenever I'm wrong, because this shit gets me confused all the time. Uh, has stolen time from the DC Universe. They're thinking 10 years. 10 years was taken from everyone. Okay? There is... We think... I don't know if this was ever really officially uh, said, that this story that DC Rebirth is telling containing all the titles in the DC Universe is telling the story of how and why these 10 years were taken. Mm-hmm. Am I right so far? Yeah, as far as I get it. Yeah. yeah, as far as I get it too. Okay. Now, that, with that being said, that means you should technically be reading every DC title to get the story. We're hoping that's not the case. It's kind of felt like the case a little bit. It has kind of felt like the case a little bit because I know there's some things happening in other stories that I'm not reading where it is alluding to. Now, this may be a spoiler for some of you, but for those of you that are on the fence about getting into the DC Universe, this may this may sell you a little bit. Because I know I was pretty hyped when, when it kind of dropped that these individuals were oh, yeah. partially responsible yeah. for the 10 years. The Watchmen. Alan Moore. Dickhead. Uh, Alan Moore's classic Watchmen. Uh, I know it's a fan favorite of a lot of people. They or someone in that group is responsible for taking the 10 years out of the DC Universe. Why? How? We don't know any of that yet, but they're they're dropping seeds. Jeff Johns is dropping seeds in all these issues. Um, as far as the how and the why. We've seen, we saw a little bit in that Rebirth Zero. Yes. I want to say who. Detective Comics just had someone in in the cloak and hood. Again, I don't want to say who. You have to infer who it is, but I think it's a pretty good inference. Yes. Um, Ted Cord, who I think is the Night Owl in Watchmen, is now the Blue Beetle is also named Ted Cord, so we're wondering about that. And uh, It's pretty cool. The coolest to me of all the rumors is that in Justice League, in the New 52, they were going to reveal the Joker's origin. And everyone, including myself, was like, Man, I just don't know if I want a Joker origin. You know, right. you know pla- half the reason he works is because right. you know he's multiple choice, man. You right, know? right. And then the reveal was that there's three Jokers. And I was like, I might be able to get on board with that if done right. That's cool. Yes. And one of the big rumors is that the comedian, you know, is is is, the, is one of the Jokers. Which you could totally see. You could totally see that. Yeah. And that would be cool. Which, with you saying that, I think we can go ahead and say at the very end... 
when Bat- Batman finds the pin, the pin, the comedian yeah. button that was it might have been on issue one. Yeah, uh, the cover of issue one of the Watchmen. There's a, a smiley face with a bullet hole oh, with blood running down blood, it. Yeah. That was kind of like the comedian's signature. Yeah. So you can, if you know the comedian, you can totally see that that parallel, uh, you know, crossing finally. Uh, but very very cool stuff. But you still have to have single issues that work for your title. Right. And I so, think they have for the most part. You, but you yes. can tell. That, that there's a, a bigger bit, story yeah, to be told. You can tell Absolutely. there's a little bit missing. And that's, get more. that's been the magic yeah, of yeah. Rebirth to I me. Agree. Is they're still telling great single issue stories. Fantastic for the characters. But you, there's these seeds of something bigger looming in right. the background that Jason Fabach is probably going to be drawing. So I cannot <laughs> wait for that. It's almost a, a, a giant event. It's going to be a huge but, event. But an event that's actually good. you Because know, yeah. I, I personally hate event comics for the most part. For the most they, part, yeah. They work here and there. But yeah. for the most part, I feel like they fail. I do too. Yeah. Um, but this feels like... The coolest event that could maybe have ever been done. Yeah, yeah. If, if they pull it, so it off, so far it's been awesome. It's been very, very, very cool. And, and we know with DC and the multiverse and everything, it's believable, I guess, yeah. if, if you yeah. will. But getting back to the single issues, Chris Priest on Deathstroke. Um, I love Chris Priest. I love Deathstroke. I thought this was a mar- marriage made in heaven. <laughs> so far. I've really, really liked it. Now, in this issue, in this particular issue, it's Deathstroke has found out that someone has put a hit on his daughter, the Ravenger. And Deathstroke and Wintergreen go to get her. There is some, obviously, some tension between Ravenger and Deathstroke. Your dad's, you know, one of the greatest assassins in the DC Universe. There's going to be some problems. But she's also like an anti-hitman. Yeah, it, it's revealed in this in this uh, book. So they have a little bit of tension. How he finds her with her boyfriend, but yeah, she says they're not sleeping together and all that. I really liked that dialogue between the two. Yeah, was the, is there also some sexual tension between her and Wintergreen a little bit? Because it kind of feels that way. I didn't get that. I feel like it's a, a a Bruce Wayne, Alfred Pennyworth, Robin relationship. Whereas Wintergreen was probably more of a confidant and a mentor and a father figure to her okay. than Slade ever was. Okay. Because even Slade says, um, what did he say about making her weak? Like... A relationships make you weak. Yeah, make you weak. Well, he said several things that make yeah. make you weak. Like he's talks a lot of shit to yeah, him. Yeah, he's 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 very he's a huge dick. Tough love. Tough yeah. Tough love. Very, 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 very tough. But if you've been reading this book, and I think it's one of the, 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 the negatives that you had about it, it jumps back and forth a lot. Man, a ton. Especially but, in the in the first Three issues. Yeah. Even though this is issue three, like it's we were saying before, issue. actually the fourth issue in the story, there's a lot of jumping back and forth. Yeah, this one's more linear, and thus was my favorite issue of the four. Mine too. I'm I don't afraid. mind the jumping back and forth because I think they, for the most part, they've made it work. Sometimes I got to go back and read it again. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing is it, it, none of it's been bad no. at all. Um, and I love Chris Priest and the way he builds worlds. He builds worlds. You know, um, and, and Deathstroke needed that. Yeah. I, I just don't know, you know, with all the back and forth, you, you got to read it a couple times. A great comic book you read a couple times because you want to and you were blown away by yes. it. Yes. 
an okay to good comic book you have to reread because you you're not quite getting it right you know so that for me was a little bit of a knock i agree um now when you reread it it works but i'm kind of like it's a little convoluted to me um i also think the artist who's a great artist yeah. though, a lot of the characters to me look too similar bennett yeah and so it's hard for me sometimes to distinguish when we're jumping back and forth Who's what, where, you know? Um, yeah, Joe Bennett was yeah. the pencils. So I, I, I think if the if the uh, characters looked a little bit more distinguishable, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I it see might make that a little bit of an easier transition. Yeah. But this issue, like we said, is more linear. It's more in the present, and, mm-hmm. and thus it, it was the best issue of the four. So but I will there. say, in, in us saying that, and now just flipping through it, I remember this now. Ravenger is a precog. Okay, yeah. so in the beginning. She has that, that moment with the other hitman. And you're, and I didn't I, know what that was. I didn't know what that was either. Yeah. I'm like, and this is what I said. Fuck me. I'm going to have to read this motherfucker again because yeah. I've done missed something. <laughs> and I went back. Oh, well, I didn't have to reread it. She because it, it like two, three pages. Exactly. Later. And you see, that I like that. That's I think okay. that's a, a fantastic plot device, if you will, to get you engaged, to get you going, what the fuck? And then two pages later, you're like, oh, She's a precog. Right. That's pretty cool because she's seen that shit coming. Yeah. You know, well, it was her saying, "Okay, if I make this move, then this outcome's going to happen." Yes, which was not favorable. So she went a different path. Right, and with the situation. Right, yeah, it was cool. Very, 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 very cool. It was cool. This, this would be for somebody that just that's just getting into it. I think this is the issue that would sell you on getting the other three. Yeah. Actually, I I, 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 I like this issue a lot. Now, since we're on that subject of getting kind of confused and what the fuck is going on. You gonna jump? I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. It's my show. We can fucking do what we want. We're gonna uh, gonna go from DC. I usually do DC Marvel stuff. We're gonna quantum leap this. We're gonna quantum. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Yeah. Do you remember that show? Yeah, man. Did you ever make it home? No. Fuck that. Well, I think the very last episode. Left it open to interpretation. I hate that shit. Fuck I hate that, that fucking shit. shit. Yeah. God damn it, tell me. Right. Sure I don't right. Even, if I'm going to just infer shit on my own, then I won't watch it. I don't have to watch right. it. I'm I just come up with a good episode it. in my yeah, head. Exactly. It's going to have more sex, more violence yeah. in it. You know what I mean? Big titties. Big titties. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the credits. It's going to be on titties. I'm going to damn, man, he just jumped into a world of titties. <laughs> be a great show. Uh, Captain America. Oh, there's my camera there. Captain America. Steve Rogers, Captain America, number five. Issue five. Okay, the one that the it, the the story that people were dousing it on fire and lighting it crazy. up and going nuts because you made Cap a bad guy. But thank you because that issue one uh, value has gone through the roof. Four printings, I want to say. Yeah, and and that first printing, people was burning it up, burning it up. Thank you. I mean, if you like, I would have done. I would have bought one, put it in a board in plastic, and then burnt one for the video. <laughs> but I'm keeping that motherfucker just just in case. All right, thank you. But yeah. now, but again, uh, Nick Spencer, not my favorite writer. Uh, he's done some okay things. Some things he's done has sucked. But I figured, okay, I'm gonna give him a shot on the telling the story. The fix. Is that Nick Spencer? Shut up! Yeah. That's Nick Spencer. Spencer Lieber. I thought that was Lamar for some reason. Nope. Nick Spencer. Wow. Okay. Well, then I take all that back because the fix 
is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Nick Nick Spencer is really really good at one certain style of writing. The Fix, the whatever fix. style you want to call and, it. And he did Superior Foes of Spider Man, which, which was the same exact style as okay. The Fix, and was incredible. You would sit down and be texting me like, "Dude, this is fucking amazing." I, I've got that it. on my list to read. Yeah, I just, because of The Fix, I enjoyed The Fix so much. Which on it's on its fifth printing, fifth printing, which is fucking insane. Yeah, and how that's not a movie. Or a TV show yet? I have no idea. It, it should be. It's going to be. Yeah, There's no way right. that's not going to be. And, and see, mine was the opposite. I read all of those foes of, of Spider-Man, the superior foes of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So when they announced this, the fix with the same creative team, and, and I read the little synopsis, Crooked Cop, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna nail that. Man, you was right. Yeah. He did. But but he's good at that one specific style, that sarcastic. The guy's kind of a fast talking. Pr- he's kind of like he like he writes like Vince Vaughn talks yes. or something, you yes. know. And uh, he's they're, great they're, at that. They're they're kind of like in the beginning you think they're bumbling crooks, right? Like crooks that not very good at what they do, right? And then there's a <laughs> then reveal. six pages later, all oh, their police they're officers. Cops. Yeah. Uh, holy shit! And they're investigating their crimes that they're doing themselves, right. which makes it even more fantastic. It's he, a great book. Yeah, and he's he's been doing the Ant Man, and Ant, he's great for Scott Lang too. Yeah, that would Scott be Lang's yes. fast talking, sarcastic, yeah, reluctant know. hero. Yeah, kind of. Kinda, yeah, and kind of the guy that he he's kind of a piece of shit. He's got some good stuff in there too, though. But you love him. Right. And that's kind of the guys on the fix. Yeah. That's how the superior foes guys were. And, well, and, and with, that's, that's with Scott Lang. With, with hashing this out, this really, it, it, it doesn't bode well for this then. To me. I was surprised he got the reins of Captain America. Yeah, especially the story that they're trying to tell. Right. And, but and, but and, I was interested. Yeah. Well, I, and I still am. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know... A little girl, the Cosmic Cube became a little girl. Don't ask. If you don't know, don't ask. Kobic. Kobic. Uh, she warped or changed, I should say, Cap's reality. Yeah. He grew up totally different than the Captain America we know. So in the reality that she created, he hit, he was raised basically a Hydra sleeper, sleeper. Yeah, soldier. Sleeper agent. Sleeper agent. Yeah. So everything that Cap is doing now is to basically reform Hydra and make Hydra great again. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, this coincides. Marvel's real good about continuity, yeah, uh, for the most part. And they have a big event going on right now called Civil War II, where there's an Inhuman that can predict the future events. Ulysses. Well, Ulysses. Now this has really thrown a monkey wrench into Captain America's plans. Because he doesn't want this kid to catch wind of what they're doing. Because everyone still thinks Captain America is, is the actual just Captain America. Oh, yeah. He's totally you know, covert the, right the agents, now. The agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, and all that right. stuff. No one, no one knows this. Right. Because the only reality she worked was Caps. Right. So no one else knows. He's still Cap. He's still doing shit in the shadows. But he's still he's taking orders from the Red Skull. Even though he hates the Red Skull. Even though he's his real plan is to kill the Red right, Skull. Which is funny how even in either reality he, he still, still wants to, to kill, kill Red, Red Skull. Skull. Yeah. Because he doesn't like the, the the ideas that Red Skull has for Hydra. He right. has a different view because his reality's been warped. His mother was killed by a Hydra agent who basically took him in, Steve Rogers in as a young child, 
you get into a lot of that here. There's a lot of flashback it shows you. But when we were talking about jumping back and forth, um, some events that have happened in the main Civil War II book, they play out here. And the one of the big events of Civil War II was, spoiler alert, if you don't know, the Hulk is killed. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, Hawkeye kills the Hulk. It's not what you think. Well, maybe it is what you think. And it kind of is what you think, actually. But there's reasons behind it. I won't get into that here. But it looks like, and it's not definitive to me, that Captain America had a part to play in that. He's trying to misdirect Ulysses from him getting a vision of what he's got planned for Hydra. Well, it kind of came across to me in the chapter that Cap really is almost the cause of this entire Civil War, too. You know, like... Well, he didn't have anything to do with Ulysses, No, Ulysses came and he did the thing, so there was always the tension, but he pushed the tension. Yeah, that's what he's doing. all the events since then. Right, right. Which has caused the Civil War, you know? Um, Right. Well, yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel and Tony are still, were still at odds because how they wanted to use Ulysses. Right, right. Like I said, they were still, but there was a chance for them to maybe still sit down and talk and all of that. And he's pushed that war. Okay, happen. now that that's that's it's how it came across to me. If you have read issue, we're probably gonna confuse the fuck out of you because I, I I'm confused myself. He has Doctor Sel Eric Selvig in um, his possession, so to speak. Yeah, I didn't know Selvig was bad. I was I was, I mean I know he is in this book, but I didn't know that I until this. Yeah, I was on the assumption that his reality was warped as well. Maybe it was. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, but that. But you're right. That hasn't came out. Yeah. And I don't even know why I assume that. Yeah. Because Red Skull had him. He was in Hydra's care, yeah. or in in in. Uh, he had an occupation with Hydra. He Red Skull sent Cap to kill Selby because he was a loose end. Right. Cap having his ulterior motives against Red Skull. Made it look like he killed Selvig, but kept Selvig in his possession for what he hasn't yeah. planned, which we really don't know why no. yet. Because Cap really hasn't divulged that in the book. So now this Ulysses thing's come up. He go, he takes it to Selvig, and Selvig's like, holy shit, the list changes everything. Mm-hmm. We've got a seesaw operations, everything. He's like, no, I've got a plan to take Ulysses out of the equation. What do you know about gamma radiation? Is what he asked him. And Selvig's like, Selvig sends something to Bruce Banner about a cure uh, for the Hulk. Which I'm confused because I thought Amadeus Cho had already done that for Banner. Me too. Okay. Here I was bragging about Marvel's continuity. And I don't know if this is part of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So, but whatever Banner got, or whatever he received in a jump drive, he plugs it in, all you see in the panels, him going, like, what the fuck is this? Now, was it bullshit? And whatever he put in that drive, that's what shit triggered Ulysses' vision that brought a shield on top of, 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 of Banner. Banner right. I don't know. Okay, so let's say that that's what Cap was talking about. The whole thing that happened in the last issue of Civil War II, we're actually reviewing three more books in this in this one review. It's so tied in. It's so tied in. It really is. And and but but see, this is my point, and this is what we were saying a minute ago. 
A book needs to stand on its own. Yep. And I shouldn't have to have to read, oh Lord, all of these uh, tie-ins to understand what's going on in this issue. That's bullshit. Because, right. say, I'm not buying all those. I'm a Captain America fan. This is the only book I'm buying. You need, if you're going to put Civil War II in, it's in the cover here even. Civil War II, so it's a, it's a legit tie-in. You still had you had to make it, and it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong, but we're guys that read comic books all the time. So if it's confusing for us, I can only imagine what it's for a new reader. Right, and and that's what sucks. But I will say that I do only read Captain America. I don't read Civil War. Okay, and I'm reading both. Yeah, well, you read Kingpin though too. Yeah, I, I, I'll read a couple of titles that are tied in. You know, as far sure. as tie-ins and such. But the main Civil War, I haven't touched one sentence of it. Yeah, I um, have. I, I've liked it. Yeah, but I. Uh, and I've been able to follow it for the most part. Sure. But, you know, I had to kind of know that the Hulk had got killed. Right. And kind of know that Matt Murdock defended Hawkeye. Right. You know. Right. But, you know, this book is a little bit more than a tie-in because, like you said, it's looking like Captain America has really fueled these events. Yeah. Now you've got this woman, the, the, the kind of straw that broke the camel's back between the two sides, and we probably should say the sides, Tony Stark is saying that you can't use Ulysses because there's no way to predict the future. Right. A Captain uh, Danvers is saying, yes, you can. If I can stop a crime happening before it happens, it's, uh, it's Minority Report. Yeah, that's what you said. Civil War II is Minority Report. It's Minority Report. So what do you do? But now Cap has, has manipulated events, and there's a woman that... Carol Danvers, Ulysses sees this woman doing something to destroy the financial institutions of America. In the name of Hydra. In the name of Hydra. Yeah, she's a Hydra agent. She's doing this. It's in this briefcase. Carol arrests her. The chick's tripping out. She has nothing to do with Hydra. The briefcase was empty. Right. Which brings Selvig to say, hmm, he can be wrong. Right. Now... Did Cap have something to do with her? Where did all that come from? Yeah, and maybe he did, but I don't think so because if you remember, it pissed Cap off because he said, okay, that's good, but her mentioning Hydra at all is a big issue for me. That's true. He did say that. So, yeah, so maybe he didn't. Know. Right, so I don't know. Yeah, so I would I would assume then with him saying that, that he didn't have anything right, to do but with But we that. don't know. We don't know how deep Cap goes. Maybe he's playing Selvig, he, too. I don't know why he got that, how Ulysses got that vision then. It, no, it had no. to come from somewhere. Now, we haven't seen this yet. I'm sure it's coming in the next two Civil War issues that have been delayed till fucking next year, it I seems they like. they added another issue. They did. It? They added another issue, and they... It's been delayed three times. Yeah. The issue that has been delayed three times. So I want to say it's in January or February now that this is going to wrap up, which really sucks. But that's a topic for a whole other show. I hope they don't do like they did with with Secret War, where the other titles yeah. came out before, because that shit was confusing. It was confusing. But I'll tell you what worked for Secret Wars that won't work for this. Secret Wars was widely accepted, and them adding the issue. Even though it was late as it was, people loved it. Oh, it was a great issue. Great yeah. issue. It was like, I think IGN gave it like like a 9.8. Yeah. I mean, it was a great issue. It wasn't that for, good. But. For Secret War a little bit was that it wiped everything clean. Wiped everything clean. Which just won't. No. And so. that's another thing that we're go- now we're going to get into specifics of this issue. Not like we haven't, but Eric Selvig says, uh, there's a kid that can predict the future. You got to get rid of him. 
You try to kill Jack Flag, Jack Flag ain't dead. He's one loose end that you haven't you've left out there. And Cap's like, he's a child. Even though he's a Hydra agent, Cap is still still has a code about him, it seems like. He's a child. And Selvig's like, dude, I don't care. I don't care. So then you see this these panels of Cap being in the room when Tony Stark comes in. The kid's sleeping. And I'm like, fucking Cap gonna kill a kid in his sleep? Yeah. You know, so I get it, his reality's warped, but Cap is a classic character. He's not like Wolverine. Not saying Wolverine's not classic. Jesus Christ, don't get me wrong there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is an enemy of the state, Wolverine fucking killed a lot of people. A lot of people. He was mind-controlled. I get it. So's Bucky. Bucky's done a bunch of shit and being mind-controlled. There's a little bit of forgiveness there. Cap is iconic for morality reasons. Right. So you compromise that. You compromise the core of the character. And we're not a race, like you said, this shit ain't getting erased. It's going to be canon. So I think they need to be real careful what they do here with Cap, uh, which us going back to Spencer, maybe not the best um, guy for this, yeah. for this title, for this book. But I will say it has kept me, this book has kept me interested. It has kept me vested. It's an issue five, and I still get it every week. Yeah, here, here's where I go with it is, it's completely different than any Captain America story we've ever had. Sure. And I think that's important because Cap's one of those characters I think is somewhat hard to write in the sense that he's been around for 75 years. How many more stories of a do-gooder can you tell? Right. You know what I mean? Brubaker broke the mold when he made his book an espionage book. And it's the best Captain America run of all time. We're soldiers. Yeah, well, the worst time, the whole Brubaker run. The whole Brubaker run after, is amazing. Yeah, with the, the, the trial of Captain America, the death of Captain America, and all that stuff. Uh, Make me a cat fan. Yeah. It, it, it's, like, it's, I was I always liked him, but he that run made him my favorite. Yeah, and, and so far, this is nowhere on that level. Don't get me wrong. No, we're, I've enjoyed yeah, it. We're not comparing it. Right, but it is at least completely different than anything we've ever yeah, seen. And agreed. that's what Brubaker did. Agreed. Totally. So, so I, I'm interested in that aspect of it. And it ain't played out yet. No. And it's 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 been good enough that I've liked it. I've yep. enjoyed the issues. Yep. The artist, Jesus Saez, is the main artist. is one of my favorites in the game. Now, this fill-in artist, Javier Pena, typically fills in for uh, Jesus Saez, Jesus, um, and does a pretty decent job. But I thought his art slipped a lot in this issue. It looks issue unfinished. Yeah. It looks, a lot of it looks unfinished. The flashback scenes look really good. And the modern stuff, I think, looks unfinished. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so the the art slipped a little on this issue, but that won't stay true. We need, we need, we need. This is a spoiler too, but this one of the reasons. Uh, this also was the ending of this, the late, the last Civil War two, and I'm just going to show it for the iTunes listeners. I apologize, but as you can see, that is Spider Man Miles Morales and Cap. And it looks like Miles did him in. Right. Now, at the end of Civil War II, the, the newest issue, they keep Ulysses out of the fight. There's a huge fight between the sides. These tendrils come off Ulysses and go to where everybody's battling. Everybody stops in the middle of the battle because they're all seeing Ulysses' vision. Not only does he see it, he feels it. 
So, which makes it a little bit different than just like reading the future. He actually feels these things instead of just seeing them. And everybody kind of stops what we're doing. Spider-Man stops. Cap stops. Everybody stops. Like, holy shit, what are we looking at? And it's Miles standing over Cap's body looking like he killed him. So, did Miles find out what Cap was doing? Did they fight? You know what I mean? Right. It, who knows? Who knows? But what this was Cap's uh, fear that somehow Ulysses was going to get a vision of him. Does this have something to do with him being a Hydra agent? Who knows? Right. Uh, but... Again, keeping us interested. Stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, yes. Stay tuned, true believers. Okay, enough of that book. Uh, a book I want to make sure we get to. Seven to Eternity, number one, and that's a there's a glare on that, but that is, uh, what's Opinia's? Jerome. Jerome Opinia. He's the artist on this book. Rick Remender, the writer. I love Rick Remender. I know he's hit or miss for a lot of people, but I have loved a lot of his stuff lately. He's, he's pretty much always a hit for me. Yeah. Uh, I know some of the stuff he's done. I didn't um, like his cat run with Ramita Jr. No. It sucked. Uh, it sucked. Yeah, there you go. But pretty much everything, everything else. Everything else. Well, like you said, cat's hard to write, too. Yeah. And, and Remender does good writing... I don't want to say non-superhero stuff because I like his Avengers stuff. Man, what about Uncanny X-Force? That's one of the greatest runs of all time. Yeah, that was pretty good. But it's not superhero stuff. That was more like Assassin. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's still superhero stuff, but... But it is more... Cap's hard to write. Yeah, yeah, Cap is hard to write. But he, he hits... Uh, for me, he's hit more way more often than well, not. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that he does hit on is fantastic. Tokyo Ghost is one of my favorite... Um, titles of the year, uh, you know, a little bit of last year and the beginning of this year, how they finished it up. Deadly class is phenomenal. Yeah, I've got it. I got it here too. Black science is phenomenal. I don't read black science. Yeah, I think you'd love it. I'm sure Uh, I would. Low was very good. Now he's got the seven to eternity. Low, low, I read the first few issues of Lowe's. Okay, Low took a while. Is that ghost fucking Rogers? Motherfucker. Rogers is We're talking about Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Go back to sleep, yeah, Mr. Fuck. Rogers. Go back fuck. to the kid's bed or whatever. Uh, uh, you're right. That. But um, uh, Opinia's art is worth the price. He was with him on Uncanny X-Force. Yes. And oh, on uh, Fear Agent, which was one of Remender's first big hits. It's okay. Image I didn't book. know that. And the art duties... Flip flop back and forth between Opeña and, and Tony Moore from the Okay. Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Tony Moore. And yeah. It's, it's all, I've read. I read the whole thing. It's like forty issues or something. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Seven to Eternity is really if you want something different out of your comic books instead of a lot of the mainstream stuff. I know I catch some shit because I read a lot of mainstream stuff. It's what I grew up loving. It's what I love to read. But I love the new shit too. Uh, Image is really killing it yeah, on a lot, I'm a lot of fronts. Independent guy. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, in, in, I call this my indie corner usually. Uh, <laughs> I get you. Well, you don't read any indie books. I read all kinds of indie books. If Image books are indie books, then I read a lot of yeah, them. But this Seventy Attorney is the very first issue. It's it's kind of like a western sci-fi. Yeah. With a superhero element, I think, or let's say a superpowered, supernatural, superpowered. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, that guy, the the old man in the beginning, he could have he could have some kind of yeah, he taps uh, into something. He taps into something, and the villain definitely is tapping into some some yeah. dark shit. Uh, and that's what I didn't know okay. if, if 
Here's a I, if I could show this real quick the yeah, splash page of Opinia. Uh, this is not that's doing the, that's it. That's the God of Whispers, the Mud King. The Mud King. Um, I mean, that's a splash page. It's, I mean, just the art's just beautiful. Well, when that old man tapped in, I said I couldn't tell if those were old ghosts or souls or something. Right. That's kind of why I said supernatural too. Right, right. It's super something. It's super but, something. But yeah, it was, it was super good. He's kind of like uh, the the Mud King, who's the main villain that you get to see at the very last page of this. He's got uh, three like three horsemen basically, kind of, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so and they're they kind of do his dirty work, and they're coming after this family. One of the guys kind of sacrifice with the father sacrifices himself. It looks like so the others can get away. Some of them don't. Some of them do. The one that does, I don't know. He kind of goes back to the mud king yeah, the to save the rest of the family. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, we don't know that's, what that's, the deal is. Right, that's the end of He's, issue one. The Mud King is wanting to wanting you to hear an offer, and he promised his father, the one that sacrificed himself, you don't ever hear the Mud King's offer. Right. So uh, it's like I said, it's very interesting. Well, that's what what I think is cool about it is it's such a different type of villain in the sense that the the Mud King doesn't come through and, and obliterate people or anything like that. Yeah. What he does, he gives you an offer. It's kind of like the devil. He gives you an yes. offer, and if you accept his offer, which I don't think anyone turns it down once they hear it. Right. Um, That's what his father told He's me. inside your head, yeah. and now he can manipulate, control whatever you do. Uh, so I wonder if this Mud King is some kind of uh, uh, psychic or uh, what, what do they call him? Like, like Xavier, an oh. empath. Yeah. Uh, to where he can make you take the deal, or whether you he really is offering you a deal, and you just end up taking yeah. it because he's pitting you against a, your worst self. You know? Yeah, and we don't know. For me, the way I, I was going into it was more of a, it was more of a be careful what you wish for. He yes. finds your weakest point, and that's what he plays and offers to you. Yes, and probably gives you what he says he's going to, but you don't realize the price that it's now come with. Right, which I right, just think right, is right. so interesting and different. Oh yeah, from so anything, different. Yeah, and know, like I said, so. you know, for me with Opinia's art, the story can be so-so, and I'm going <laughs> to love the book yeah. because the, the action that he draws, uh, especially when the guys are fighting with their abilities, oh, man. it's just fucking phenomenal, yeah, man. Opinia is one of the best in the game. One of the best period, in the game. Period. One of the best in the game. He, he's an artist. Down. I will pick a book up for. For his name. Just for his name. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and Remender too. Yeah. Remender so now you too. put both of them, you got the perfect perfect storm. Yeah. I'm buying the book. I just want to warn people that Remender, the, the way he kind of writes, his first issue or two throws you right in. So right you're going to be a little confused. We are. Everybody is. That, that's just how he is. And then he will explain to you starting the issue three, four, five-ish. Mm -hmm. so, yes. So if you pick exactly it up does. and you're like, man, I enjoy this, but I don't know what the hell is going on. That's how it's supposed to be. Just, so just give it just, time. Yeah, just stick with but, it. But a lot, unlike a lot of people that try to do that and fail, you don't enjoy that ride. Right. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not enjoying right. this. Right. You're going to enjoy this ride. And one of the things is they've always put Remender with a fantastic artist. Yeah. So it's win-win. You know, you're going to be like, what's going on? God damn, that's cool looking. Yeah. This looks and, and then three issues in, you're going to go, oh. Now, the next book we're going to review, Remender really didn't start that way. Like this is atypical for Remender of how he started, and Correct. and the reason I want to, I definitely want to talk about this book is, we're on issue twenty two, Deadly Class. That's Saya, mm -hmm. she's an Asian assassin, uh, in high school, mind you. Um, 
He told me about Daily Class. He's been reading it from from Joe. Issue one. Uh, I did not. I've been wanting to read, wanting to read. I had some time. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna check out this Daily Class. I bought some trades at a con we were at, read book one, yep. and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking fantastic. Now, stay with me. Uh, it's like, what did I compare to? Pretty Little Liars, which yeah. I don't. If you don't watch that. It's about some hot girls that go to school, and there's murder, death, mayhem, betrayal, all that shit. If you took pretty little liars and put them in an assassin school to learn how to be an assassin, a lot of these kids that go to this school, um, they're kids from very influential crime families, crime syndicates, uh, but every once in a while, you get a kid that's He's not a legacy. Right, they bring in orphans. They bring in orphans that are eventually called rats. rats. Yep. <laughs> Which I'm not spoiling any of that because when I read that issue, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Finals. Finals in this school is a bitch, let oh, me tell you. Um, but this is, I'm not even going to get into this issue. I want you to read this from the very first issue. If you like Walking Dead, if you like stuff like that, you're going to love this. Because nobody is safe. Yeah, Game of Thrones style. Very Game, Game of, of Thrones, very Walking Dead-ish, very, uh, if anybody read it, Avengers Academy uh, was basically Murder World with a bunch of young Avengers, young X-Men that they all had to murder each other to get off there. It was kind of like Hunger Games in a way. Mm. No one was safe. You didn't know what who was going to die with issue. You think someone is the main character here... And you're going to get a different one because yeah. that person is no longer around. It flip-flops several times. It flip-flops a couple times just in that issue. Yes. Just in issue 22. Yes. Issue I, 22 I is kind of the new class. Well, that's, that's what's amazing is, is you have one, two, three, you know, four holdover characters. But for the most part, it's a brand new group of kids. And you like them. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. You like them. Or, or at least are invested in them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Some of them you were kind of like, oh, this douchebag. Well, uh, okay. Specifically, this is- issue, there's a, a Scotsman or an Irish yeah. an Irish Scottish, kid, yeah. and he writes him like he's like uh, a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Okay? So he's talking like that. And I like that shit anyway. I think it's funny. I think it's pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this kid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I liked him for this issue. Yeah. Uh, now, we don't know. He might yeah, come don't. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't get expelled like a lot of kids get expelled. Um, but how the girl, the redneck, how she manipulated those events. And I thought she was a dumbass. Right. She's not. Yeah, I, thought I, mean, she, I thought she was a dumb hoe. Yeah, everybody. You know? Well, the first 20 issues, she was. Yeah. She was giving people clap and shit. Yeah. Because she was giving giving guys a clap. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, there's sex, a lot of violence. And if you're a fan of the 80s, this, is, this all takes place in the 80s, so there's a lot of huge 80s references to music and, and, and the shirts they wear and stuff like that. There is. There is. And uh, the color scheme mm-hmm. is, I don't know, Miami Vice-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of pinks and hues. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's not it's not Stranger Things, but you definitely get the look of the eighties in in, the, in yeah, this book. You get the eighties um, feel. Uh, I don't think there's a there, there, Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, well, Victor. 
I mean, Victor's fucking Victor. fantastic. I mean, you see how everything's pink? Uh, now, they're see. at a party there. But you see, even, you know, I turned several pages. You see the hue? They're at a, basically, a, a mixer, like a, yeah, a fresh in, inviting the fresh, freshmen. Yeah, exactly. Welcoming the yeah. freshmen in. And there's some key players from the last school, the last freshman that made it past finals. They're kind of the new upperclassmen. Some of the upperclassmen are dealing with what they had to do to become upperclassmen. So you've got a lot of going on here. One question I have is, yeah. are there no juniors and seniors? It seemed like there was only freshmen and sophomores, and the sophomores were running the school. Yeah, that's kind of how it is, I so, guess. So I don't know if maybe your junior year you're, you're giving off to missions or something, like you're going off to actually doing assassin shit or something. I don't know. I, mean, I bet Remender gets into that. I'm sure he does, but you know the, oh, what's his name? Master Lin? Yeah. Uh, the guy that runs the school? He kind of walks over to that table of his upperclassmen, the new upperclassmen, and is like calls them his star pupils. Right. So it kind of told me that they were the varsity. They right. were the seniors. Like, so where are juniors and seniors at? I guess you got you got freshmen, and then you got sophomores. You got that's it. You go from freshman to senior, basically. Maybe it's like an associate's degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I got my AA associates in assassination. Dude, it's. So cool. Every yeah, character is so cool. You get very invested. And then when they're ripped from you violently, you're angry. Yeah, and you're the, like, fuck. The, the deaths are almost like, because it's a comic book, you almost don't believe it. Like, right. you know, like if you saw Cap die that way, you're like, all right, well, he's going to be back in a couple of years. They're not killing Cap like that. Right. Right. They do in this. They do. I texted him several times when I was reading it, and I was like, what the fuck? Fuck no way. And you're like, don't get attached to nobody. I said, don't do it. And like Victor, who's obviously going to play a bigger part being an yeah. upperclassman in this issue, the last 20 issues, he's just this huge douchebag. Yeah. He's still a huge douchebag. He's got the dumb jock type. Yes. But this issue, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And you love him. Yeah. And you're going to love it when he gets killed too. Yeah. And you're going to be sad because you're like, well, shit, there goes my humor. <laughs> But, but Remender will introduce somebody else, right. and uh, I'm sure there's, you know, he's done this trick once with, you know, bringing in the freshmen. He won't do that again. It's going to go somewhere else. And I don't know how they're doing it, but Deadly Class is going to be a TV show. Did you read that? Fuck no, but uh, wait, that wait, 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 that wait. needs well, to let me, happen. Let me drop this on you. Guess who's producing it? The Russo Brothers. Shut the fuck up. Yep, it's right here in the back. Let's see here. See, I read that online. I didn't read it. I didn't read the comic. Um, It's in here. Ah. Uh, I'm filling in for Rick this time around because he's off riding the pilot for Deadly Class TV show. If you haven't heard, we're developing a TV show with Sony and Joe and Anthony Russo. Sickness is what that'll fucking be. And Those and, you don't and, know, and the Russo hoping, brothers did all the Captain America movies. Not the first one. Oh, that's right. They didn't do the first one. Two, uh, and two and three, the and good then, ones. Yep. I like the first oh, one. Oh, I did too, but it, it did not compare to, to two okay. and three. I'll give you that. And they're doing the Infinity Wars uh, yeah, with the Avengers stuff. So, yeah, that's a fantastic and, combo. And I think they are they want it to be on HBO. It's going to have there, to there's be. No, yeah, there's no way this could be on like ABC. You uh, know? So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, watch it. But if this happens... And it's with the Russo brothers, 
and it's on one of those you know premium channels where mm-hmm. you can cuss and kill and all that stuff mm-hmm. it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be amazing yeah. yeah if they yeah just stay to the core content yeah and it's it's gonna be fucking fucking amazing and, and let me just say real quick Wes craig's art he's done the art on all 22 issues he's fantastic. is incredible it's so kinetic the movement in it and everything yes. like that the one thing I like about Remender is he hates to have fill-in artists. He he did before, like I said, on Fear Agent with Tony Moore, Jerome Opeña. That's when he's getting started, friends. though. Yeah, but that was when he was starting. So what he does now is he'll drop an arc, you know, six issues, whatever it happens to be in that arc, and then he'll take a three-month break, and that's in order to allow the same artist to catch up and do their thing. So you can keep the same artist continuous throughout each issue. That's fantastic. And I would rather that happen. And I'll show you, there's Craig's art right there. And you yeah. can see, like, that, I mean, that's through the whole book. And you can see, like, she's all tatted up. But he, you know, he uses a negative space because she's very pale mm-hmm. in the book. Uh, you know, she's got a sword. She's one of the most. She's like a geisha, like those really white Japanese. Yes. Yeah. And, like, everybody in the school scared of her. Like, they were scared of her when she was a freshman. So she's she's pretty she's pretty badass. And we can't we can't say why they're super scared of her now. No, we can't say that. She's dealing she's dealing with it though. It's it's fucking her up is what it is. And I think that's going to be the plot device that moves the next arc yeah. around because she's not going to be. I think she's going to burn the school down. Some she's going to do something. The school's going to change yeah. forever because of something that she does. I agree. All right. Uh, speaking of properties, a movie. TV show properties. This is something that must happen. <laughs> uh, I, this one, of my, I never thought I'd like a book like this, but I fucking love it. I, you I, went, had, I had to hard sell you on this one at first. Did you hard sell me on this? A little this? bit. Okay. A little bit. I like Scotty Young. Yeah. Uh, but, it's, well, I'll just, fuck, you just got to talk about it. Fuck Fairyland. There's Gertrude. Starring Gertrude. There's my, there's my girl Gertrude. 30 something year old woman in a what a twelve-year-old body or eight-year-old body? Um, you want to you you set you set the premise for Fairyland, and then we'll talk about the issue. All right, Gertrude essentially. You want me to start issue one? Like say, what, yeah, just, okay. The yeah, synopsis just, of it essentially: yeah. uh, Gertrude wishes upon a star that she wants to go visit her magical place of Fairyland, which you know where all her dolls and all this stuff are alive and, and things like that, and it happens. And you see her, you know, start to descend down this thing, and you're like, "Oh, this looks like a nice, pretty, happy story." And all of a sudden, she falls flat on her face, her teeth bust out, blood's everywhere, her arms broken and stuff. And you're like, "What? What the fuck is going on?" So Fairyland is such a happy and nice and wonderful place at the beginning, and Gertrude is trying to find the key so she can eventually go home after. That's visiting. her quest. Yeah. yeah, and she cannot fucking find this key for anything in the world. <laughs> and uh, Gertrude, essentially, although she doesn't age. Physically, inside, she continues to age, and now she's like 35 years old or something. She's still in her same, like, seven, six, eight year old body, whatever it is. Right. And uh, she is the most evil of all bitches. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody Anything. except her. And, uh, and actually, she really doesn't give a fuck about herself either. No, she really all. don't. No, she And uh, this is just kind of her, the story of her. You trying know, to find the key. Yeah, Adventures Through Fairyland, which yeah. also has a pretty dark underbelly we found out in the second arc. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's cussing, there's blood, there's guts. Yeah. There's, it's crazy. There's drinking. There's, yeah, there, there's uh, drugs. There's, there's drugs. Uh, I'm trying to find a good splash page. Yeah, Scotty Young is... Yeah. He's, he's so incredible, man. And the reason I say this needs... This, this could be a fantastic cartoon on like Cartoon Network 
Here's kind of a pretty good splash page. Yeah, this is an Adult Swim show. For this sure. this is Adult Swim for sure. Um, in this issue, Gertrude is in a poker game and she loses to a pretty bad dude. Uh, he's some type of wizard. He's got a lot of power. Gertrude didn't have enough to pay the 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 table to pay the bill. So he, she says she has something. I forget what it is. It's some type it's of animal. Animal, yeah. We end up finding out the end. It's kind of like, it's not a penophile, but it's something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's spelled real weird. So she has this. He's kind of like a Jiminy Cricket character, and his yeah. name is Bert. Yeah. No. No. What is this fucking I don't name? Fucking remember. God damn it. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He's he's. Probably my favorite character. Yeah, and he's really, really good in this. Shit, I can't think of his name now. Anyway, he has this he has this hat. It's a magical hat. And he, he can always like pull pull shit out of it. Or put anything into or it. Or put anything into it. So Bert's kinda like, I don't know where that thing is. You got a lot of shit down there over the thir- over the last thirty years. So Gertrude's like, I'll be right back. And she jumps into the hat, which I didn't know you can do that. So we get a good look inside the hat now, and it's just, just it looks probably like an Amazon fulfillment center. It's just huge. <laughs> it's got shit everywhere. So she's looking for this this penophile or whatever the fuck it's called, this animal to give this guy so he won't kill her. Gertrude's pretty tough, but this guy's pretty badass too. Uh, not as bad as Gertrude, evidently. But so now you're she's in this hat and these they're they're lints. Yeah, dust mite. Dust mite things. things. Yeah. And that's kind of what's in the right there on the cover that she's running from. And these things are everywhere. They're little monsters and they're killing people that she had captured over the years and put in the hat and forgot about. They're like, oh, get us out. Ah, you know, the, the lints <laughs> are eating them. So she has to team up with the, the people that she's captured to fight the lints off. And just craziness ensues, and it's it's like like Sam said, it's blood and guts and violence, and there's even kind of like an homage to the old Alien yeah. uh, movies. But the whole time, the little Jiminy Cricket guy that's Bert, or Gertrude's that's companion. A the show. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, that's where the first guy gets killed. Yeah. Oh, let me see here. There we go. Yeah, like she's like he's trying to tell her to run. And then there's she's holding the half of his body as it's you know there's blood on the floor and the lints are coming after. So uh, this wizard, he the 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 little cricket dude is trying to stall for Gertrude to come. So Larry, 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 Larry. Larry's like a Samsonite boy. I was way off. You were way off. Well, (laughs) fuck, I was pretty well off too. So Larry ends up playing cards with these guys and getting them smashed and drunk. And there's a scene where everybody's laid out. It looks like some people had sex and everything. Yeah. Well, Gertrude ends up finding, or actually the this penophile. No, it's a castro Roophon. Castoroophon? Yeah, I think penophile is some weird shit. <laughs> like, I don't think that's good. That's Peter actually not that's a, ghost. Yeah, that's that's not in this book at all. No, it's not. Penophile's not in this book at all. But this Castoroophon is like this little cat with antlers, and it's badass. It's like fucking like this wizard dude thought they were extinct, but she has one. Catastrophon. Catastrophon. That makes more sense. There you go. That sounds a lot cooler. 
So this catastrophizing, she it's all cute and everything, and it just saved Gertrude's life. She's like, how you feel about uh, really evil wizards? And the next thing you know, all this blood just gushes out on top of the uh, this place that they were playing cards at. So Gertrude again has saved, well, not saved the day, but saved her ass. Survives. She survives and to wreak, wreak havoc on Fairyland uh, once once more. So it's just a, it's different. Scotty Young's art's incredible. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and and, and I really like it. Um, you know these other books. Do you really want to talk about them? They're not that good. Um, There's nothing really stand out about. I will talk about Thor real quick. I know you didn't read it, yeah. but because of what happens at the end of this, Jason Aaron is on the Mighty Thor. If you didn't know, and you're under a rock somewhere, Thor is a woman now. And spoiler alert: it's uh, Thor's ex girlfriend, Jane Foster, who's battling cancer. But Natalie has, Portman is Thor. Yeah, that I would go see that actually because I love Natalie Portman. But uh, so in this, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I won't get into that because I want to talk about what happens at the end of this book. And the shield is on to Jane Foster as being Thor. They come to arrest her and Jane Foster shows up. Thor is shot by, by a bullet that can actually hurt her and she's in trouble. So Jane Foster shows up in front of the shield agents. They're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not right. How the hell are you doing this? Thor, Jane Foster, doesn't even know what's going on. So uh, Rosalind, who is the, the, the shield agent that is dating the Odin son now, she and Jane, have they know. She knows that who she is. And she's even like, what the hell is this happening? At the very end, you find out that Jane Foster was Mjolnir, the hammer. And they didn't even know that Mjolnir could do this. So the the question that Roz asked her at the end is, does this mean Mjolnir is alive? Like it's a sentient being. And the next issue is the untold origin of Mjolnir. So we get to find out. Uh, she goes to grab the hammer to ask it, basically. And there's uh, thunder and lightning, and she's gone. So I'm sure we're going to find out what happens to her uh, soon. Now, I will say Thor is one of my favorite characters. Um, when I heard that Jane or that, that Jason Aaron was taking the hammer out of his hands and giving it to a woman... I thought I'm with Jason Aaron. I love Jason Aaron. It's been it has been a really good run. Not Aaron's best stuff, but it's been very very good, especially the beginning when she got the hammer. This part with her battling rocks on and stuff is kind of drug on. Um, so I'm glad. I think that's this story of Mjolnir. I think we're gonna get back to the Odin son getting the hammer back. We know Thor has a movie coming out. Well, he's got that mini series too, the Unworthy Thor. Right. He's still going to have the axe. Yeah, he is going to have the axe. When when does that start? Like November, December. But I was disappointed because it's only going to be a mini series because it looks awesome. Well, they're going going to give him the hammer back. He needs it. So I think think the mini series is going to lead into the events that get get their hammer back. But that's what I mean is I think with this story being told is going to, we're going to, Trans transition Jane Foster out of the of the hammer and Thor back because we always got a movie coming back. 
we know the movie always generates new readers, new kids that want to read Thor comic books, and they're going to go and be like, this is not Thor, Daddy. Who is this? Right. So they're going to give the hammer back to him, which is it's long overdue, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, But that's a very good book. Uh, some of the other books were just kind of uneventful. I kind of like to hit the high points for people that have kind of got their toe in the water, and really they love the movies. They would like to read the comic books, but they really don't know what to read. They don't know what they'll like because... People ask me what I read, and I read everything, so it's that's a bad question. And then I'll say, well, what do you like? And they'll go, I like Spider-Man. <laughs> well, fucking good luck going to a comic shop and getting a Spider-Man book, because right. there's 40 of them. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I kind of like to hit things that maybe, maybe superheroes isn't your thing. Well, then we've got Deadly Class. We've got Seven to Eternity. We've got, it's out there is my point, and this is the best time in the fucking world to be a comic book oh, fan. Man. You've got movies, you've got TV, and it all comes from this. Well, now Marvel's making their Marvel video game universe too. What do you mean? They're starting with, I think it's a, a Spider, I think it's a Spider-Man game that comes out maybe next year or something. Huh? Saw the trailer, it looks amazing. It, I don't even play video games. Yeah, I do. That's they the reason I'm surprised I didn't hear about this. starting the Marvel, what they're calling the Marvel video game universe. It's going to be the same thing as the cinematic universe, but in video games. Okay, so it's going to have continuity and Apparently canon got, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, all the games are going to tie into each other. And okay. So that sounds pretty incredible. Because I do play, I play Marvel Future Fight. Um, on the, the, the tablet. I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and they have created new characters. Mm -hmm. For Captain America's 75th anniversary, they created a Sharon Carter Captain America, who's actually that, we call them tunes, those characters. That tune is one of the most powerful in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not in any comic book. But she looks phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, she's got like a like a diamond shaped shield. She's got a lance. Uh, it sounds kind of stupid actually when I talk about saying it out loud. But she looks really good. So I wonder if all, is is like for the Xbox or is it like I, just? I, I think it's for yeah console systems. Console. My brother was talking about it coming out on the PlayStation. And That's gonna be that. fucking badass. I'll be all in on that. He was the one telling me about okay. it. Okay, he's a I'll big to, video I'll, game guy. Yeah. I'll have to Google that and, and find out. See, I, I even learned shit on this show. It's the toys great. coming out, the statues. I mean, they're all incredible, man. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, and it's, I've it's, got, I've got. Ugh, I'm gonna show the Batman first because yeah, I don't show the Batman things. And it's heavy. <laughs> Look at this thing. From uh, Andy Kubert's Dark Knight 3 that he's doing now. This thing's heavy. Uh, it's this far out of my arm. It's like leverage is killing me. Look at the detail on that cape. So badass. Look how thick he is. <laughs> I love it. How big his quads are. He's so, so badass. Love this. My very first statue, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then my second and third statues. Probably just take them off. Artifacts, Captain America, look at the detail on him. If you can see inside his shield right there, look at that shield. <laughs> These are really nice. He's got metal pads on the bottom of his feet, and it comes with a little metal base right here, so you can stand him up. Yeah, they're magnets. And again, like I said, I'm a huge Thor fan. This is the male Thor. This is the real Thor, the Odin right. son. But check that out. Let the camera see if it'll focus in on his face. He's got that 
armor on his arm. Look at the cape, his hair, how his hair. He's got them luscious locks. That Kylo Ren. Got that Kylo Ren going on. But yeah, very, very cool stuff coming out. Um, artifact statues are reasonable. Yeah, yeah. For what they are. Um, check them out. I mean, there's it's it's the world is out there for, for anybody that's wanting to get into comic books. Um, and you recently converted someone that I know. My buddy Luke. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. Buddy Luke read comics as a kid, had been out of it for a long time, but still kind of liked the characters, watched the movies and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was telling him, watch Meatheads on movies, man. Watch The Blazing Defender. And he, and he did. And he came back and was like, man, you know, I think uh, I've been on the fence of reading comic books. And I think, you know, you guys convinced me to, to pick them up again. And I brought him into to a comic book shop last Wednesday. He bought about six, seven books and then ordered on my recommendation, uh, the first two books of Jason Aaron's Thor run, the male Thor, the God Bomb, and the God Butcher. Because two of my favorites of yeah, all time. Yeah, that you yeah. not go wrong no. with 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 that. Uh, that it, that's funny you say that because Brian Cox, uh, another friend of ours, that never read comic books ever, uh, he watched the show and asked me about what to read, and I said, I know you. You're going to love this. I gave him God Bomb, God Butcher, and he's a, a weekly guy now. Like, yeah. he's got a pull list and everything. And for you don't know what a pull list is, you can go to your comic shop, be like, I want these titles every month they come out. They'll hold them for you. You don't even have to go every Wednesday. You can go whenever you want and get your books. Uh, but, yeah, so that's fantastic. I'm yep. so glad. That, that's the whole reason I created this show and there's two people, may, maybe more out there that yeah. that are, are, are buying comic books. It's probably like rape. Like if we heard of two, it's probably like really twenty. Yeah, yeah. like rape. Kind of like rape. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I you, I never thought you could compare rape to something and it'd be positive. Yeah, but hey, hey, but it's a stat, right? So yeah, so, yeah we're comparing statistics. the stat, not rape, like the right. act. Yeah, the statistic. Right, the statistics. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. We're better than that. We do not condone rape. No, we don't condone no. rape. But I'll tell you something we do condone. Consensual sex. Uh, Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's I don't know what that is. There's times you might regret I'm it. I'm married, so I have right. no idea what that is. <laughs> but no, what we do condone. Here it is, folks. It's Loot Crate. Loot Crate. You thought it was going to be at the beginning. You thought it was going to be at the beginning. See, I waited to the end because I love you guys. Right. Uh, loot Crate. What is Loot Crate? Loot, I'm glad you asked me what Loot Crate is. Loot Crate is if you're looking for gear, collectibles, houseware, and more of your favorite pop culture franchises, they got you covered. Yes, they do. Loot Crate offers a range of geek and gamer items for less than $20 a month. Mm. Want to bring your loot to the next level? Get a bigger box with even bigger loot with the Loot Crate D. X. Yeah. I always thought it was the Mega Crate. Yeah. I think the Mega Crate's bigger than the DX Crate. Damn. Hmm. What's DX stand for? Uh, don't know. They should tell us. They that. should tell us. It's just, it's just damn exciting. Okay. Damn exciting. With, without the E. It's a silent E. Yeah. <laughs> if you're more the type to wear your geek, geeky heart on your sleeve, then loot wear our monthly wearables and accessory subscription is the droid you're looking for. Actually says that. <laughs> um, that chill running up your spine isn't your imagination. It's Loot Crate's October theme, horror. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Stay with me now. I know I'm, I got I'm some people shaking. That, that the loot wear thing, because mm -hmm. that kind of sounded like some lingerie type shit to me. 
And then they just said the chill running up your spine is is not your imagination. I I think Luke Craig's trying to do something. Yeah, right? you think there's like some some little shit there yeah. trying to get you going one yeah, way. Yeah, I do. Ooh, yeah. Well, I wonder what like, because there is like an underwear subscription. There's a shirt. There's a sock. There's underwear, mm. and you can bundle them and get a better deal on it. Yeah, but so so if it's a chick, because they ask you your gender. Maybe they are getting like some sex. Yeah, maybe it's like that edible Black Widow or something. <laughs> my mind went support shit. Right. All right. We're where it should uh, Horror is the theme. Horror. We're taking over 40 years of creepy, campy, bloody icons and putting them in this month's crate. Channel your best final girl with items from The Walking Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween. You have until the 19th of this month to subscribe and receive this month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's, it's over. over. But make sure you head to www.lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up and save some loot off your loot crate. New subscriptions only. Uh, I think I think it's new subscriptions only. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, if, if it's because uh, I used to get Loot Crate. Right. I got some really cool stuff out of it, and then I started getting like Doctor Who shit and all some stuff that didn't speak to me. As right. big a geek as I am, I'm not that big of a geek to where I know all of it. Got my Doctor Who house. I got slippers. my Doctor Who, my Pikachu pencil sharpener. I don't know what the fuck, but th th there was some really cool stuff. I've gotten some really cool stuff out of it. I just, you know, I buy a lot of comic books each week uh, so I can review on the show. So that eats up a lot of money. And now fucking jackass here has got me into fucking statues. Yeah. So there's more money. Um, so I had to cut corners where I could. But Luke Crate's fantastic. And I'll be honest, uh, total transparency here on this show. It really helps me out, helps us out for people to sign up. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Give me some feedback. Check me out on blazingdefenderreport.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. I have a fucking Tumblr page. Tumblr. Yeah, I, I post on it, but I'm never on it. But not grinder. Do not look not for grinder. us on grinder. Not grinder. We're not there. What's the one you swipe left or right on? Tinder. 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 I'm on Tinder. Tinder. No, Check no, us out really on not. Tinder. Not really not on Tinder. No. Jesus Christ. Please don't. Please don't start. It's under a fake name. <laughs> <Did> he... <laughs> yeah. Willis, um, Willis Kaiju. <laughs> the Blazing Defender. Can you imagine a some single chick looking going, the Blazing Defender? What the fuck? Who's this weirdo? I'm going to say yes. It. Yeah, Swipe I'm going right. to say yes. Is it right or left? Fuck, I don't know. I think, I I think right is, is yes. It, like, I'm taking yes? Okay. Yeah, I think so. so. Swipe, right on Blazing, swipe right on Blazing Defender. That's, that's That'll be that's my that's new tagline. Uh, but no, check me out. Love to have your feedback. Tell me what you thought about my boy Big Sam being yeah. on the Blazing Defender Report for the first time. Been really wanting to have him. Uh, maybe we can buy a house down the street here and we can do it all the time. Um, yeah, sounds yeah, like, I like right? that. Yeah. Um, so, but check us out, Meatheads on Movies. Uh, we're going to be doing a Doctor Strange preview. We got to do Luke Cage next. We, yes, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage will be next. I've got to get off the fucking pot and watch some episodes. It's pretty, uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, it's what. Yeah, it's Pretty what you're. you're yeah, like I haven't heard a lot about it. And I will. I will tell you, episode. I think it's twelve, which is the penultimate episode. Method Man was in it, and Stan Lee was in it. 
what more can you ask for? Holy shit. Wu-Tang Clan and Stan Lee. Like, yeah, well, I've heard a lot about the soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack it has been cool, but really, to me, the homage stuff is the coolest shit. At one point, he's got the afro. So Neil, Adam, Neil Adams is making a... No, no, and that's why it's good because he's not in it. <laughs> and uh, he's got the the headband and the big bands and the yellow shirt, the tiara. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, dude, I look ridiculous, you know. But there's so much cool homage stuff. One of the villains comes out in the full uh, uh, Sons of Serpent. I'm not saying they were Serpent Society, Serpent Society, yeah, uh, uniform and stuff. Which I was, I didn't think they were going to put that in there, and it's in there. So good. Was, no, that's yeah, good. It was, so it was they're really they're, cool. They're, they're still taking classic themes and making them yeah, work in, in the modern kind of yeah, modern time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's fucking hard to do. I watched, and do it well. I watched nine hours of it yesterday and finished it up. Nice. Four hours Friday, nine hours on Monday. Finished it. It's great. Good deal. Good deal. I'm definitely going to get some in this week. I'm hoping tomorrow I can knock a lot out. I'm at the firehouse tomorrow. Uh, I try to watch a lot of TV. Yeah, look, there right no there. one, no one do no domestic violence shit. Get no car wrecks, no fires or nothing tomorrow. That way Travis can watch Luke Cage. Please, please okay. do that. So, yeah, so I can get that safe. in. Keep it cool. Don't yes, beat always be up. safe. Yeah. Uh, times are crazy right now, so everybody's got to keep their head on a swivel. But we got that coming up. We'll have the Doctor Strange yep. preview and review show coming up when Strange drops. Uh, Meatheads on movies. Go to iTunes. This is something that I do, and I still hope people are watching. I know it's been a long episode. But for every five five-star reviews I get, your name will go in a hat, a random number generator, and I will buy you a $15 trade paperback of your choosing on Amazon. Mm. Just to get you started. So that's all you have to do for every five, there'll be a winner. One in five. You got one in five shot. You don't think it's five star? Fucking lie. Give me five <laughs> stars. You'll get shit. Okay? It really helps me out. Helps my numbers. Um, keeps me relevant. Uh, I know my schedule's been a little hectic lately. I know the show was really late in coming. I'm tr- trying to get on a schedule where I can do one every week for you guys. So please tune in. Let me know your feedback. Let me know what you thought. And guys, with that, Blazing Defenders out for Big Sam. He's going back to the synagogue, and <laughs> he's going to he finish his ostrich gotta, sticks. <laughs> he snatched away in the pews. Y'all pews no, in the synagogue? No pews. No pews. No. Okay. No. I'm about to go hit this high-stakes game of, game of dreidel. <laughs> 10,000 to spin, motherfuckers. <laughs> guys, thanks. See you later. Peace out. Peace. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.